0: Imagine, if you will, it's Friday and you're looking forward to the end of the work week. You and your coworkers spent the week pushing to meet milestones for an important company project and you could use a few days off to recharge. On top of that, you've got plans this weekend that you've been looking forward to for some time. Just before it's time to leave for the day, your boss gathers everyone together and says the deadline for the project has been moved up and she appreciates the hard work that has gone into staying on schedule But now she needs everyone on the team to work the weekend to get it done on time. When the group voices its displeasure, your boss says, it could be worse. Let's be thankful that we're at least able to go home at a decent hour today. You leave work and call a friend on your drive home. You tell your friend what happened and how frustrated and disappointed you are about having to cancel your plans for the weekend. Your friend replies, look on the bright side. At least you have a job. Think about how many people are unemployed right now. In both instances, the intent of these messages is to uplift you, or at least try to provide some comfort. What they probably don't realize is that their messages have the opposite effect. This kind of communication has a name, toxic positivity, and it's the subject of today's discussion. Let's think significantly. (laughs) Hello, and welcome to Think Significantly. I'm Pete, and I'm joined by my awe-inspiring co-host, Melissa.
1: Aw. Well, hi ho everyone. Oh, Pete, do I have thoughts on this topic?
0: Great. So why don't you start? How do you define toxic positivity?
1: Oh, well, don't mind I'm being voluntold. No problem. That's <laughs> yeah. All right. Okay. Um, toxic positivity. I'm going to say that toxic positivity is the effusive and ineffective Hapitization of any and all situations. Yes, that's happy-tization.
0: Yes, I. Uh, I yeah, that's. Yeah, that. Mm-hmm. Thank you. I'm writing it's that
1: down. A, don't worry, be happy, Band-Aid. That no matter what is plaguing you, and I'm going to tell you, I saw this in Spades during the Corona lockdown in 2020.
0: Sure, sure, and I'd like to add that because uh, I can, I can sense you're bristling a little bit here. That I think we should be clear on why this is an issue. Toxic positivity results in the denial, the minimization, and the invalidation of the authentic human emotional experience. Let's talk about what this looks like in our lives. Uh, where have you seen the effects of toxic positivity recently?
1: Okay, so I actually have a current event that I could readily share. I recently read a study about these people in France who were in a cave for 40 days, and they were in the cave to test the effects of living as a group outside of time. Mm. And when they came out, they actually wanted to go back in because they had things they wanted to finish. And I kind of feel that way coming out of the pandemic, like, oh, snap, I never wallpapered the half bath (laughs) and learned to yodel. I need more time trapped in my home. But why? Not because I actually need to learn how to yodel, but because I was being peppered with messaging that I was supposed to do something other than, you know, survive during the pandemic.
0: Yeah, yeah. And, and. Uh, When you do decide to yodel, please let me know. But yes, the pandemic was a breeding ground for toxic positivity. You had nearly the whole population facing an existential crisis. And before long, we all started hearing about what we should be doing with our quarantine time. With everyone glued to social media, as you alluded to, it was inescapable. Did you know that there are currently over 100 million Instagram posts with the hashtag good vibes?
1: Well, it is so funny that you were bringing that up because in preparation uh, for this little conversation of ours, I did a query, but I did it on Good Vibes Only. And i found over 13 million of those. And now I'm curious, is there a difference between things that get tagged Good Vibes and Good Vibes Only? And could we expect the Good Vibes Only crew to be more positive than the Good Vibes people?
0: (laughs) That certainly stands to reason. I mean, that's math, right?
1: Perhaps, yes. <laughs> so what's interesting about social media and the truth is they aren't exactly bedfellows. <laughs> and for people who are fragile to begin with, social media is not really a place where you want to linger because we often tend to compare our worst day with someone's best day, or let me be clear, at least they're a highly constructed and over-engineered best day.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: What first got me interested in this topic is when I read a blog post on toxic positivity, and it said, if you're one of many who's struggling to stay positive right now, you're not alone. And I could not help but think, "Like, are you really giving me license to not be okay? Or are you just telling me that there are other poor schlubs out there who aren't okay now also? And my issue is this, there are straight up times when I don't wanna be okay and I want it to be okay, that I'm not okay, but more importantly, I want you to be okay with me not being okay.
0: <laughs> okay, okay, I, I, I'm okay with that a level of okay. Okay? Okay. Yeah. <laughs> no, that's a fantastic point. Being human means having a full range of emotions, positive to negative, and all points in between. The problem with toxic positivity is it promotes the idea that we should always feel good about things. But if someone starts believing this, Mm
1: -hmm.
0: they'll go from feeling bad about whatever event they're reacting to, and they'll start feeling bad about feeling bad itself. This Mm -hmm. puts them in a kind of a shame spiral because they just can't be positive. Mm -hmm. And this can have disastrous effects on their mental state.
1: I 100% believe this. So you know me in research, right?
0: I, I, I actually do. Yes, I do.
1: All right, let me throw this at you. There was an experiment done, and as experiments tend to go, there were two groups. And one group was asked to watch videos while letting their emotions show, like whatever they were experiencing, they could girl let it out. And the second group of subjects was asked to watch the films and act as if nothing was bothering them. And I think you can probably figure out where this is going. The participants who suppressed their emotions that were acting as if nothing bothered them had significantly more physiological arousal, which sounds like something cool, but nah, dog. Physiological arousal (laughs) means that they were erupting on the inside. Like they had no pie vent for what they were feeling.
0: And I'd like to piggyback on that line of thought and add that we see this manifest in disastrous ways whenever someone famous or successful is struggling. I think of someone like Robin Williams and wonder how often he had friends and acquaintances ask him, what do you have to be sad about? How many others are going through the same thing right now, just wanting someone to hear them and give them the space to feel their feelings?
1: Mm, I definitely think it is very important to have an appropriate reaction to whatever is going on in your life in the moment. And this lies tangentially to something I noticed during the pandemic about how I often felt like I was at that lowest tier of Maslow's hierarchy personally. You know, I'm trying to like survive and work and life to and that I'd be producing at that self-esteem or like self-actualization wrong. It, Pete, it totally messed with me. There was this ever-present disconnect between what I was feeling and like, what was acceptable. It totally Mm. took its toll. I could not navigate the Delta.
0: Mm. (laughs) Those Deltas can certainly be tricky. Mm. Did you, have you ever played the, uh, the yes and game?
1: The, like from improv, yes and?
0: Uh, yeah, technically I think it stems from applied psychology, but sure. Uh, they're using it in improv, I believe. So yeah, it sounds good to me.
1: All right. Okay. All right. Smart butt. All right. So yes, <laughs> part of improv, but I also, I don't lose my scholarliness here in this group here. Yes, yeah, So I, I think it's also technically a part of design thinking mm-hmm. either way. I know my way around a little yes. And it's when someone starts a story and the next person builds on it and you have to keep the story going no matter what
0: right it's a collaborative way to build a storyline or to engage in brainstorming so the question is are you up for trying this out
1: uh sure
0: okay <clears throat> okay here we go all right once upon a time there was a superhero
1: how did i know you're gonna start with this all right yes and <laughs> that superhero had a super flaw
0: Ooh. okay yes and that super flaw was that he had a habit of Cracking his knuckles relentlessly during conversations.
1: Yes, and his podcast co-host found this to be absolutely abysmal.
0: Yes, and she ended up organizing an intervention for this habit.
1: Yes, and she knit him a pair of super fuzzy Bernie mittens to wear while they were recording the podcast.
0: (laughs) Yes, yes, and that's when he found out he was deathly allergic to wool.
1: Uh, yes, and then she did some research and realized that wool is not an allergen.
0: Yes, and then he felt so foolish about thinking it was, he retreated to his Fortress of Solitude.
1: Yes, and then his co-host would send him care packages filled with bee jerky and almonds.
0: Yeah, yes, and then he learned that the Fortress of Solitude didn't have an EpiPen, and his nut allergies killed him.
1: Damn Pete, I did not say that. Coming. <laughs> Well, okay. Uh, yes, and clearly can be very, very powerful or or deadly uh, when you break down the construct. Oh, I'm all right. Yeah, all right. So back to business. Yes, the yes acknowledges the other person and what they have just said. The and is your chance to contribute. And I want to make sure that everyone realizes that with this technique, the people that are engaged in this do not have to be. In agreement, clearly like Pete and I just weren't, uh, but that and gives you the opportunity to attack on your piece, <laughs> It puts those bumper guards up so that you don't strain into the yes, but, because I would have said that a couple of times. Um, and <laughs> yes, but can shut down that conversation super fast for
0: sure. Yes, it can. Yes, it can. So the reason that I brought this up is exactly what you're saying. That it's okay, it's okay to hold two or more disparate feelings at the same time. In the case of yes, end you might not agree with a portion of what I've added, but you say yes and then tack on your end, which very well might run counter to whatever I said, but the end binds them together to be experienced simultaneously in regard to feelings. I think one of the most important things to acknowledge, if we want to be better at this emotional thing, is to recognize that they're not mutually exclusive. You can be grateful for the good things in your life and still be sad about things that aren't great.
1: I totally agree with you because I experience this all of the time. And now that I'm thinking about this, about what my issue was earlier, it really wasn't the amalgamation of the conflicting emotions, but it was that I never gave myself permission to feel both simultaneously. I constantly felt like I had to pick a pony. I mean, like who is sad and happy at the same time besides me?
0: Oh, probably a lot of people, honestly. But to go back to our yes and adventure, I really like that technique because the participants are supporting each other regardless of what direction it leads in, Mm -hmm. even if the ideas are seemingly in conflict.
1: And we can apply that same concept at the individual level by showing that we can have these opposing feelings living under one roof. It doesn't have to be one or the other.
0: And even that we don't have to define things as this is good, which, you know, we conflate with acceptable. Mm -hmm. And this other thing is bad, which is unacceptable. And science backs me up on this. There are several studies that show that those who don't apply labels of good or bad to their emotions have overall better mental health. In other words, we need to accept our emotions and avoid judging others or ourselves for having them.
1: So this makes me wonder, what about that friend? Because I have one, at least one, who says, well, I'm just a positive person. I mean, I'm not going to change me to accommodate someone else. I'm just very positive.
0: Sure. Yeah, we all know someone like that, right? But positivity is, is I see you. I acknowledge your pain and I'm here for you. I'll walk this with you toxic positive positivity is you feel down. I can't relate. Uh, and you know, to quote a song from my childhood, ain't nothing going to break up my stride. Ain't <laughs> nothing going to slow me down. Oh no. I got to keep it moving. Good I'm luck. Not- <laughs>
1: uh, I wasn't sure where that was going to end. Yeah. all right. <laughs> I, was like, can I-? I can do
0: the whole song if you want.
1: No, I'm I'm good, I'm good. Because it'll probably involve dancing. All right, so I honestly think that people just don't know how to objectively stand with others without subjecting themselves to it. And that probably stems from the fact that we don't even know what to do with ourselves. And so we rely on these little quips, like these little knee-jerk responses. Like when I say, how are you? And you say-
0: Living the dream.
1: Live, live and dream. All right. Well, exactly. Right. How are you? You're fine. Right. Exactly. We've reduced our communicate de- communication down to this, if this, then the scenario, because we haven't really thought what might be actual appropriate responses, both in regard to ourselves and by extension others.
0: So what we want to do is acknowledge the pain a person might be experiencing in a healthy way, be interested in what they're saying and what support they're asking for. It's entirely possible to exude a positive attitude while still interacting with others in a way that expresses concern. That's when positivity is not toxic.
1: You know what I've seen a lot of lately, particularly in social media, which runs tangential to the very positive person, and and I'm hoping that I don't derail us with this, but it's the hyper-rational person.
0: Mm -hmm.
1: I didn't even know what this was until recently when I was participating in the seminar on positive intelligence, and I heard the term for this. This is the person who exclusively focuses on the rational processing of everything at the expense of nearly everything. So like in regard to toxic positivity, this person would say, well, but it could be worse. Look, yeah, okay, I suppose, but it's not like my sadness or my grief is being measured by a thermometer where I can say objectively, (laughs) well, not to a hundred degree, 102 degrees yet. So, you know, it must be fine.
0: You know, Melissa, you said earlier that you needed a little help in this department. So why don't we try a little practical exercise here to see if we can diffuse some of our our go-to phrases that contain toxic positivity. Uh, I can I can throw out a phrase yeah. that could invalidate someone's feelings, and, and maybe you could give an example that allows the other person more space to feel their feelings. How's that sound? I mean, I'll try.
1: I... If I'm the one needing help with this, clearly I'm the one in training. I'm not a Jedi like yourself. But hmm. I, I would rather that I don't go first, if that's okay with you.
0: Uh, okay. Yeah, no, sure. That That's that's certainly fair. Um, demonstrate it first, I will.
1: <laughs>
0: okay. <laughs> give me a standard response. Uh, give me something that's rooted in toxic positivity. Come on, throw one at me.
1: It could be worse. How do we say that better?
0: Okay, it could be worse. How about... Um, how about well, that really sucks. Uh I'm so sorry you're going through this. Okay, try me try another one.
1: Oh, I hate when people say look at the bright side.
0: Mm, okay, okay, okay. Um so instead of look at the bright side, let's try. Uh it's okay to be mad or sad or scared about this. Okay, okay next one. Keep them coming.
1: Oh, my favorite. Everything happens for a reason.
0: Sometimes things don't work out the way we'd like. How can I support you during this hard time? Mm. You have one more for me?
1: Uh, Yeah. (laughs) What about about positive vibes only, man?
0: uh. How about instead we say, I'm here for you, both good and bad. Boom. Is
1: that your mic drop?
0: That is, uh, yeah.
1: That was great, that was great.
0: (laughs) There are countless other examples we could use here, but the key things to remember when talking to someone who is struggling is to allow space to express and experience feelings. Mm -hmm. Validate their emotions and reinforce that you support them. And this one's tricky to a lot of people. Learn to be comfortable with negative emotions. Mm-hmm. Finally, what you need to do is resist the cultural instinct that we have here in America to have a positive response to everything.
1: hmm Good vibes only, Pete. I'm just uh, uh, I would say that uh, we should resist the instinct to have a response to everything, period. Sometimes it is okay just to listen.
0: And I'll tell you what, truer words were never spoken. What advice would you give to someone who is trying to overcome the effects of toxic positivity on their own emotions?
1: So you're asking me like basically what are my own personal takeaways?
0: Sure. Yeah, let's go with that.
1: My takeaways are what I am feeling in this moment is valid and it doesn't and it doesn't necessarily have to have value. It's not good or bad, it just is. And it is totally okay to have conflicting emotions under the hood, as it were. What about you?
0: No, that's that, those are those are great points. I'd like to end personally with a quote that I read in the in the uh, the subtle art of not giving a fuck by Mark Manson.
1: Lord, okay.
0: Yeah, this is this is uh, you know it's adult podcast. So any attempt to escape the negative, to avoid it or quash it or silence it, only backfires. Mm-hmm. The avoidance of suffering is a form of suffering. The avoidance of struggle is a struggle. The denial of failure is a failure. Pain is an inextricable thread in the fabric of life. And to tear it out is not only impossible, but destructive. Attempting to tear it out unravels everything else with it.
1: Wow. So in other words, sit with the grief, the agony, the despair, the heartbreak, and exactly. let other people
0: exactly
1: with, with their feelings as well.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: Wow. All right. Well, that's... That's, that's a wrap for sure. Um, yeah, that's a lot. Yeah. All right. Well, Pete and I will be back next week to discuss another topic. And uh, until then, I'm going to chew on what we just talked about. And we hope you do too. We would definitely encourage you to continue thinking significantly about the world around you.
0: And we'd love to continue the conversation on social media. Tell us where you've experienced toxic positivity in your life, or tell us what topics you'd like to hear us talk about next. You can find us on Instagram and Twitter at ThinkSigPod, all one word, or on our Facebook page by searching for Think Significantly.